Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hive School Sports Podcast Football Edition right here on the Hive Sports Network. My name is Parker Long, and we are in the midst of state finals. We've got the coverage of last week's matches and this week's upcoming matches all right here. Like I said, today we'll be talking about the matches I talked about last week, the ones I predicted would be the most interesting, which I'll give you a little preview. I did not do a great job on this one. So we'll cover that, and then we'll cover previews for for four of the tournaments, the finals. So we've got four sets of finals and then uh, two sets of semifinals to go over. we got a lot to cover, and let's get right to it with talking about last week's matchups. Man, did I biff these. <laughs> I, I did not shoot. I did not shoot very well on these. Uh, I had... By my estimation, three matches that ended up being particularly close or interesting that weren't just like complete blowouts. And that was Kanab at Enterprise ended up being a good one. Enterprise falls just short. Kanab moves on to the finals. Uh, Alta at Orem. Orem ends up coming out on top, but not by a whole lot. Again, another another close match. And then Lone Peak at Bingham. Uh, Bingham, the higher-seeded team, does end up pulling out the victory there. Lone Peak did fight really well, uh, and kudos to not only them, but every every team along the way in this tournament. They, they've all done, even if you got blown out, the fact that you got as far as you got is impressive in and of itself. Uh, so to, to all the teams that didn't make it to the finals this year, uh, don't, don't be disappointed, or don't be too disappointed in what you did, but... You know, come back if if you're you know still in school. Come back next year, work even harder, and just keep that mindset of believing that you can do it, that you can be better, and that you can win. And you never really know what'll happen if you if you keep that up. So, uh, kudos to to all of those teams. But now we're gonna focus on the teams that did make it and the ones that will be fighting for some of them, for the championship, and for others, for the chance to make it to the championship. And before we get to the match previews for this week, uh, I did want to say, through the course of these, uh, I will be mentioning some players by name. Uh, if I, if, and that's going to be a lot of like the, the really big standout, like the statistical standout players, uh, and anyone who follows the, the high school football scene will know who these will know who these guys are uh if i don't mention your name please don't be offended uh when i when i'm talking about like keys to success you you probably know what your contribution to a team is and don't don't think that i am disparaging you just because i don't mention your name in like these keys uh just the way that it ended up turning out I didn't I didn't get a chance to mention really everybody that could or would could or will make an impact. So just keep that in mind. And like I said, we've got a lot of ground to cover. So let's hop right into the first matchup, which is Kanab at Leighton Christian Academy. And unlike last week where I I was a little more vague with a little more general with kind of my my takes on things. I wanted to dive a little more specifically into key strategies for each team. Uh, 
and not and not just look at like oh these are the general statistics that they do i'll still be doing that but i wanted to i wanted to do a little bit more with the kind of keys to success more specific to what each team seems to do good from a statistical standpoint i will say that there uh there's a lot of matchups in here where they're actually really about equally good at certain things you'll you'll notice some matchups are more slanted one way than another uh when it comes to uh efficiency in certain phases so you know some more run heavy teams some more pass heavy teams some more defense heavy teams uh some are going to want to have different approaches to each phase of the game and that'll kind of come out but you know you're running up on the the best of the best here so there's going to be a lot of there's there's going to be a lot of parity which is exactly what you want and so not everything is going to be as distinct or cut and dry it's going to be a lot of oh well you do both things well maybe lean on this a little bit more or you know maybe try and shore up this like little bit of weakness or something but it's it's going to be a lot of, yeah, these teams are pretty much just as good as each other and maybe good at literally everything because that's how they got this far. So just keep that in mind. So with all that rambling out of the way, uh, let's get into the first matchup, which is the 1A Finals, which is uh, Kanab at Leighton Christian Academy. And this is a this is a matchup that has already happened during the regular season. Uh, this was back in September, like late September, and Leighton Christian Academy kind of blew out Kanab. Uh, that, I don't think, is going to be necessarily indicative of what's going to happen in this upcoming matchup. We may see a repeat. That's always possible. But I don't I don't think it's necessarily going to be, like, it's not going to foretell Kanab's doom, so to speak. Uh, statistically, we'll dive into the statistics real quick. The statistically, they are actually fairly similar. Uh, they put up similar total yards per game. They put up similar points per game. Uh, Chris, Leighton Christian Academy has more sacks, has more sacks per game. Um, but like they are relatively even. And that that I think is uh, I think is a good indicator of kind of how how even this matchup has become. Like maybe back in maybe back in September when this match took place, they weren't quite they weren't quite there. They weren't quite there uh, statistically. They weren't there maybe like play style wise. But Kanab has made it all the way here. Leighton Christian Academy comes in as like the as the as the top seed, but Kanab's coming in at number three. And the way I look at it, there's. This is really just a this is obviously a best of one and this this could go anyway and the the keys to success for each team are are interesting to look at and what makes them interesting actually is that they are actually kind of they're kind of the same they are they are similar but distinct which is a phrase I use I like to use a lot uh so for Kanab really what I got from what I've seen is the like one of the big keys is to put put the ball in the hands of your playmakers take take a bit of the pressure off of your QB put it in the hands of, of the guys that can really make a huge difference uh run the ball you know you like to run the ball you're you're good at it do that play good defense and by play good defense I mean like good solid fundamentals you know uh hard tackles completing plays 
getting pressure where you need it. it, just kind of that all-around approach, like, you know, that you see the best teams make, and I know that's, that's a very general, that is a very general sort of idea, but it, I think it's applicable here because you just want to play really well in every part of your defense, not necessarily like, oh, you know, just play them in tight coverage and, you know, try and try and bank on getting an interception. Like, yeah, that's good, but, you know, don't don't sacrifice pressure where it's needed to, you know, play in that in that tight coverage. Uh, and don't like don't don't try and give up too much to get too much. Uh, just play good, solid defense, run the ball. Uh, and a big thing against Leighton Christian Academy is taking away Malik Johnson. And Malik Johnson uh, will be in every phase of the game. He is, he is. I would, I would say, looking at the stats, he is the best player on that team, and on Leighton Christian Academy's team. They, uh, they really want to put him in the best position to succeed because he. And and that applies to every phase he's in because he plays, uh, he plays offense and he plays defense. Putting him in a position to you know make big catches, to make small catches and turn it into you know big yards, uh, to make interceptions, to like make plays on the ball on defense, break up passes, things like that. Uh, being able to scheme and take him away is going to be what Kanab is really looking to do. Uh, on the other side. Leighton really actually wants to do, for the most part, the same thing that Kanab wants to do. They want to run the ball. They want to play good defense. And their big difference is having Malik Johnson. And you're you're going to notice over, over the course of this episode, there are going to be teams like that, where there are going to be teams where you have a person that you want to get the ball to and... The, the opposing teams, one of their main strategies is going to be to take him away, uh, to use, you know, to use the NFL as an example, uh, and my own personal, my own personal fandom, uh, I'm a big Kansas City Chiefs fan, and you will notice if you watch any of their games that if you take Travis Kelsey away, it kind of messes up the defense, or not the defense, the offense, it kind of messes up the offense and it, it, you know, it makes Patrick Mahomes have to go to different reads and can really throw off the rhythm. I think a very similar principle applies here and to other teams, but specifically here, uh, I think if you are Kanab and you take away Malik Johnson and you force the QB to make different reads, to not be able to rely on the guy that has done so much uh, on every side of the ball, then you put yourself in a much better position. And if you're Leighton and you can keep him doing what he's been doing, keep him, you know, making that difference that he makes, then you are well on your way to success. Next up, we've got our 2A matchup, which is Beaver at San Juan. And I'm really kind of kicking myself for not having picked San Juan's game from last week. Because uh, that was way better than Beaver's. Uh, not not to discredit Beaver. Beaver absolutely trashed South Summit. Um, but the uh, the San Juan game was a lot more interesting. So I'm I am I'm kind of kicking myself on that one. But that has nothing to do with this game. With this game, uh, this is this is another interesting one where uh, the the two teams actually played exactly or they played a month ago, 
They played pretty much exactly a month ago uh, in early October. And San Juan kind of barely, like, they barely beat Beaver. They beat him by a touchdown. Uh, and that's, you know, one point's enough to win. You are what you are, uh, as they say. But that that matchup, again, while it similar to the previous matchup, um, the Kanab and Leighton Christian Academy matchup, while the previous uh, while the previous match may not be a a mo- like not the most clear indicator of how this match is going to go, uh, this one happened a little more recently, and it was a and it was close. It was really close. So it it might it might go a little more towards uh, showing what what the teams are really made of at that point. If it was like two weeks ago or not two weeks ago, but if it was like the last match before uh, before the tournament, then that would be a much better indicator. But I still think it, it, it can kind of help inform a little bit. Um, all that said, San Juan has has got a lot of the statistical advantages here. Uh, total yards per game, points per game, sacks per game, uh, passing yards per game by a lot and a lot bigger margin than than what Beaver leads in rushing yards. Because uh, Beaver is a run first team. They want to run the ball down your throat. They want to play, you know, gritty, physical football. And San Juan is not necessarily the opposite, but they they really like to try and be those high flyers who are throwing the ball around. They got a diverse passing attack. Um they they really want to be sending it through the air. Beaver does not really necessarily want to do that. Uh, Beaver on defense has more tackles per game. They they want to be a little more physical. They they want to hit you really hard. And they want to wear you out so that you cannot so that you cannot keep going. You know you get three quarters in and you're just absolutely you're absolutely destroyed. And they're just you know they're running the ball up and down the field and. Uh, they are, they're just kind of being able to pressure the QB a lot better. And that, that's kind of their game plan. Um, to get into more specifics about the game plan for Beaver and then San Juan, Beaver, Beaver wants to utilize a diverse running attack. They don't just flow through one guy. They, they have, they have a couple of backs that they can use. They have a, they have a few guys that can really make a difference with their legs, and uh, they they can use that to set up a to set up play action. You know, sell sell those fakes, be able to make good throws, uh, put their QB in a position to make good easy completions to like get those yardages to where they can continue to run the ball. And you know, you're not running it; you're able to pass it on third and seven when you set up play action instead of having to run it and hoping that they don't just stuff you at the line. Um, Beaver doesn't have an elite passing attack, but they can, if they can open it up with the run game, which is what they look to do, then they can kind of keep and kind of keep the opposing defense honest by splitting up what they're doing and, uh, and being able to lean on the run when they need to, but or lean on the run most of the time but being able to use the pass game to kind of break that up and keep the defense on their toes. San Juan, on the other hand, uh, they, like I mentioned before, they want to lean on the receiving game. Uh, they they want to, and 
I don't know if they want to so much, but the the way I am reading it, it would be to their advantage to switch up to switch up a lot of their schemes and a lot of their looks and uh you use a diverse passing attack to to be able to keep the defense off guard and keep the secondary guessing and get creative honestly like you know they want to use the run they want to use the run to establish play action that that's a like that's a very important fundamental i think of the game uh and that's something that they want to do uh they want to play really physical and they want to they want to have good pass protection and you know if you can if you can utilize some some trickery uh, a few creative things that the defense is not planning for then uh, throwing them off their game getting them out of rhythm getting your guys into rhythm uh, I think that is what San Juan's going to want to look to do here and for the defensive side uh, they are going to want to really just play the run really hard like force beaver to force beaver to rely on the passing game which is not their strength not that they can't do it but it isn't their strength and so if you are able to not even necessarily take away i mean if you could neutralize the running game then i i think honestly you kind of win a little bit uh you you put yourself so far ahead in that way but even if you're just able to you know get them to question whether or not they should run here uh, not let their guys kind of run roughshod all over you, keep them honest, uh, and, you know, be physical with them and play the run tough, play it hard, then that that's going to really help out San Juan in the long run in this game. Moving over to 3A, uh, we've got Morgan at Juab, and uh, this, is, this is a matchup where, I mean, both teams are coming in undefeated, which is uh more likely than I would have thought at the beginning of this I didn't I didn't necessarily think that so many teams would be coming in undefeated but there's been a few uh but they're both coming in undefeated and they're both coming in statistically very similar uh Juab Juab comes in at the number one seed and so I think they are they are given the benefit of thinking uh of people thinking that they are at an advantage and when it comes to like points per game Yes, when it, when it comes to a number of statistical categories, Juab is above Morgan in this. Uh, but again, thankfully, uh, they are not so far above that it's going to look like a blowout. But it is definitely something to consider here. Like they they lead in rushing yards, rushing yards per game, passing yards per game, tackles per game, sacks per game, uh, total yards per game, points per game. They, they lead in really every statistical category, uh, but that that isn't uh, that isn't to count Morgan out, really. That's just a it paints a little bit of a picture of the maybe uphill battle that they have. Um, Morgan is going to want to do. They're going to be one of their, they're going to want to be very deliberate. And you might say, well, Parker, everyone wants to be deliberate, obviously. Um, Morgan is going to want to trust in their passing game and they're going to want to be very precise. Uh, their, their QB is worth putting your trust in. And so, you know, if you've got, if you've got a set of guys who you believe in, who can, 
who are who are good playmakers who can who can make catches who can have yards after the catch uh qb who makes smart throws who doesn't you know who doesn't just you know huck it up there for whoever wants it um if you have that and then you can combine that with uh, with a good run game again and like like i've said this is kind of a fundamental part of this game that not every team at any level really uh is able to do is like establishing a good run game to keep defenses honest so that you know if if you're playing uh if you're playing like a too high safety shell then you know if you, if you have like a too high safety uh because you want to corral in the uh the passing game like you want that tight coverage or you want that extra help on the back end that opens up the run to do to earn that kind of look you need to have a good passing game which uh morgan does so that that might be what juab comes in with initially uh they need morgan needs to be able to in in those kind of looks establish the run because you know you got two guys way up the 20 30 yards up the field who aren't able to really make plays on a 10 or 11 yard run that's what morgan wants to do uh on offense good pass protection trust your qb trust your receivers uh trust your run game and incorporate your run game where necessary you don't necessarily want to use it all the time like you don't want to rely on it but you don't want to get too reliant on your passing game either. You want to be able to switch it up. You want to have that variety. Pass protection, like I said, is is key. And then on defense, really just getting after the QB, make him feel that pressure, make him make bad throws. Uh, Juab's QB is, is smart. Uh, he does not make a lot of mistakes, typically, when throwing. Uh, so... If you can, if you can kind of force that out with QB pressure, if you're Morgan, then you are, then you're in a good spot and you can really help, uh, you can help kind of curb their ability, you can curb Juab's ability to put up big numbers. Whereas if you are Juab, you want to put up big numbers. Uh, Juab, like I said, has, has a really smart QB and, you know, let him make let him make those smart throws and let him make those smart throws to a diverse group of pass catchers like keep keep the defense guessing like who's who's going to be catching the ball now who's open who do we have to protect do we have to double anybody do we have to change who we have to double you're they're going to want to approach the game in a in a very similar way to morgan they have two similar enough teams that their their strategies don't really change all that much on a fundamental level uh and with juab get get creative and I, I think this probably applies to morgan too like get creative pull like go down into the playbook and like find these crazy trick plays if you have them uh or maybe not tricks but like you know putting new guys into different positions that uh the defense might not expect things like that um and you know reinforce it with good run game with a good run game support where, you know, when, when you need it, it's there, you can go to it. You know, it's not just one or two yards on a little run up the gut. It's, you know, you're hitting them from all different angles. You're able to get those four five, six yard, uh, those four five, six yard runs to set up short yardage situations for your passing game. 
thing things of that nature and I, I think this is between these two they are so they are so similar from my from my point of view that it could actually be really interesting how they sort of battle each other using similar strategies defensively juab wants to do pretty much the same thing like uh, when you have the same strength on offense then the defense needs to do pretty much the same thing on either side uh qb pressure is going to be really big on on both for both teams so like getting after them making making them not able to make the smart throws that they're both able to make is is really going to be key and like getting them off rhythm getting them off tempo and like honestly frustrating them, playing a little bit of that mental game seeing if you can get into their head and you know make them mess up a time or two up next we've got the 4a matchup which is Desert Hills at Crimson Cliffs. And this is another one, this is another one of those games where uh, one team is going to want to eliminate a player from the other team to try and gain a huge advantage. Uh, Desert Hills has Titan Morris, who is their probably their best player, and they're going to want to use him wherever they can, really, like... Uh, use him to take pressure off the QB. Use him. Use him in run plays. Use him for checkdowns, like short yardage passes in in the open field. Like try and scheme him into the open to to get yards after catch. Things like that. Uh, they're going to want to use a. They're going to want to really supplement their pass game with uh, with a rush attack. And really, actually, they're probably going to want to supplement their rush attack with a pass game. Uh, their their rushing attack is is better. They they want easy throws, which you know you can you can make a little bit better if you if you can sell the run really well. So that's where that like play fake option comes in. You sell the run, and then you use it to you know throw seven plus yard uh, seven plus yard out routes, little curl routes, uh, you know slants over the middle, things things like that where you're, you're getting these sort of like chip plays that, you know, you're not throwing these big 40-yard bombs necessarily, and you don't have to because you have you have a player who can just, you know, crack open a big run and, and does so pretty often. So you allow him to make the majority of plays and you just try not to, uh, you try not to put yourself in poor positions otherwise. Uh, one big problem though like I mentioned, like I mentioned before, is that if a team takes them away, that really changes up your strategy and you got to be prepared for that. Defensively, Desert Hills is going to want to, again, play physical, uh, complete plays. And that's that's something that that is pretty general and you can say about anybody. Like, obviously, you want to play physical defense and you want to complete plays that is not something that every team understands. So like just getting back down to the fundamentals of the game, not trying to get too tricky on defense, uh, just doing what you're good at. Just, you know, be physical, make those tackles. If you got to tackle them by yourself, do it. Uh, if you can get, if you can get multiple tackles on like a, on like a big rush, do that. Uh, but put yourself in a position to, to excel by doing the basic things really well. On the other side, for Crimson Cliffs, uh, they're actually really going to want to 
lean on their passing attack. They want to, uh, they want to pass the ball. That's kind of their identity, and they you want you want a diverse passing attack similar to other teams where you don't really know who's getting the ball all the time. Like you don't necessarily have a Titan Morris on your team who, you know, we just gotta eliminate this guy and we're at a huge advantage. It's you know maybe our guys aren't as big of star playmakers, but if you have, you know, if you have faith in your guys and you have, you believe you have the skill out there on the field to make those plays, you've got a lot of guys to do it. So it means that the defense has to plan around having a lot of, having a lot of guys to cover. And there are going to be plays that they simply cannot, uh, plays that they simply cannot stop because they have no idea where you're throwing it to, but you're going to find a guy and that's, that's going to be what helps you. I did forget to mention at the beginning, uh, this one isn't as exciting statistically, so it's really not that big a deal, but uh, for sake of consistency here, uh, they're pretty evenly matched across the board. Um, Desert Hills wants to run the ball. I already mentioned that. Um, Crimson Cliffs wants to pass it. And in in most other categories, they, they even out pretty well. Uh, points per game and total yards per game slightly favors Desert Hills. Um, I don't think it's that huge a difference to, to really matter that much for this matchup. Um, and more, more important is going to be like how you approach the, how you approach the game in front of you, uh, rather than how you've, uh, how each team has done it so far, because you are so similar in terms of like your, your effectiveness. And this is, this is a matchup that happened a very early September, so like really around the start of the season. So I, I don't think it, and it was it was pretty close. But regardless of how close it was, I don't think it informs as well how this matchup is going to go, um, similar to others like this, because it was so long ago. So really, it, it's one of those where anything could happen. Um, and in this matchup for Crimson Cliffs, like. Taking away Titan Morris is is going to be a big focal point of what they're wanting to do. Similar to other matchups, you take away the star guy, and it, you know it it changes the strategy and everything. Uh, nothing I haven't already said before, and really like this this is another this is another matchup where like getting down to these fundamentals of uh, leaning on what you're good at, trying to shore up kind of what you're bad at. Uh, I think Crimson Cliffs can kind of uh, can kind of not worry as much about the run game if they are able to diversify their passing attack. You got to have one at least a little bit, but uh, they may not have to lean on it necessarily if they're able to, you know, get get guys out there and, you know, really find success early with that passing attack and be able to keep the defense from being able to pinpoint exactly what they're trying to do. Uh, defensively, they're going to want to bring pressure. Uh, they've been bringing pressure all season. So they're going to want to try and get to the QB and make him make bad throws and make him not be able to get it to his, like his star playmaker. Uh, if you, if you're able to simultaneously take away Titan Morris and you're able to get to the QB, uh, which is a tough task, mind you, but if you're able to do both of those things, that really can help shut down a lot of what Desert Hills wants to do. 
So that will actually do it for this episode uh, today. This is going to be part one of two. We've got we've got so much ground to cover and so many matchups and so much to talk about. Uh, this is going to be a two part. Uh, this is going to be a two part special, where part one will be today, and that will be the first four matchups that I already covered. Uh, part two will be the last four, uh, and we'll we'll make sure to cover everything in depth. I want I want you all to to really get what you should out of this. I, I want it to be informative and I want it to be interesting and I want to take a little extra time to do that. So this is going to be a two-parter. Uh, this one will be up today on Monday and then uh, Thursday will be the next episode, which will be uh, the both 5A and 6A, all four matchups in those tournaments. So you, you won't miss anything unless you don't listen to it. Um, but I want to do each of these justice and I hope I have so far and I'll, I'll continue to, to try my best to do it. Um, but make sure and tune in Thursday as well for the follow-up for the part two of this. If you are interested, uh, you can find it wherever you get your podcasts and remember to follow us on Twitter at hive football PC and at the hive sports. Um, and keep a lookout for Thursday's episode. My name is Parker Long, and this is the Hive School Sports Podcast Football Edition, part one of our finals and semifinals coverage of the state championships. And remember to go out there, play hard, be safe, and have fun. <laughs>